Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Oh, it's Oddcast, it's Oddcast, it's Oddcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair. Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's hotcast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you. So sit back. Oh yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Welcome, listeners. Today I talk with David Linaway, and he shares some of his experiences and a little bit of the history behind his artist interview podcast, Studio Break. Listen in. So let me welcome you, David, to Oddcast. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me to be on and, uh, you know, look forward to chatting with you as I, you know, as we already discussed, we've been chatting with a lot of people this way, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very cool. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. All right, my first question. I was um, pretty curious myself about how how you started your podcast. Uh, like, were there – was it inspiration? Was it influences? Well, I'm, I think it's a lot of things. And I, I think if – one of the things that I, that I realized and even just kind of preparing for this is that I always kind of like to have the backstory for everything. And I, yeah, I, yeah. And I think that's why I always wind up structuring my, my interviews that way. But for me – um, I don't know, Studio Break began, like, from a variety of different ways, I guess, or reasons. Um, but in terms of, like, a big impetus event, um, in 2011, like, right before I started the first interview and all that, you know, the, the, the thing that got me going, um, I visited my friend in Peninsula, Ohio, and he's a painter, and he teaches out there. And he had this really weird setup in his garage where he's got paintings here and there, and he's got you know, palette knives and, and, you know, stacks of paint. And, you know, I think there was like a, even like a coffee, coffee pot, like canister full of cigarettes and just all this other stuff. But there was just all this weird stuff around it in his studio. And, you know, like I'm getting to talk to him and, you know, there's like a previous occupant that was there, like, or, you know, somebody, somebody passed away and then he wound up running this house. And this guy was like scribbling notes all over this garage and he left all of these, these things there. And so it kind of just became part of my my friend's space. And so for me, I don't know, just going there, like I got really interested in this. And I think the longer I thought about it and spent time there, I was just like, man, you're doing really interesting stuff. And it's just weird to not have like a a platform for it to share it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think especially just because, you know, like in like when I when I graduated from graduate school, um, <laughs> like maybe a lot of people that uh, wind up going that route, you know, that you I think expect to have something set up in stone like right after you graduate and so for me I wound up doing all of these these residencies and so I think 
kind of a combination of this experience with John and then just meeting all of these really cool artists from all over the country with all these different experiences and, and different takes on it. You know, like I got, I got into this idea of just like, well, maybe there's this way to, to kind of share this and then also um, combat the hermetic lifestyle that I can easily take on as a painter. You know, you get shows or something coming up and it's really easy to, to keep kind of feel isolated, especially if you don't live like, you know, downtown in a big city where there's, you know, art shows happening all the time. And so I think partially it was a way also to kind of um, add to that conversation so that I could kind of visit studios. You know, it's something that I loved, you know, doing all throughout, like studying and, you know, visiting a studio, seeing what people are working on, you know, and kind of nosing around. So. Yeah, right. That's um, now you conduct some of the interviews right in the artist studios or. Yeah, well, it kind of, so it kind of it kind of flips. I mean, at, at first, especially like I. When I did it, I would I would use um, like a laptop setup, um, yeah. and then recently I, I got more of like a, a mobile uh, kind of recording setup, which is a bit better at least for the audio. But I, I I like doing that when I can, but most of them I do via Skype. So right, and it's really convenient. And also, it seems like when I interview people in person, they somehow last like twice as long because you spend more time chit-chatting and kind of like catching up and like seeing what's going on. So it's really kind of funny on a, on a side note um, and maybe r- relates to another question. Like I, uh, I keep trying to, to set up and do this interview with uh, Richard Holland, who, um, you know, does bad at sports at times and uh, at least kind of directs that. And so it's interesting because it never works out. Like we'll, we'll show up at a diner and spend like an hour talking and then be like, Oh shit, we got to do this interview. And then run yeah, I, I hear you lose track of uh, the, the the well. It becomes a, a new reason or a new conversation. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So there's well, there's something so there's something nice about Skype. I think in that regards, you know, people can kind of set you know a little bit of time out, you know, get a little bit prepared to to have a intense studio talk. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how long has the podcast been been running? So since like uh, the fall of 2011. Right. So, um, again, it's it's weird, too, because I, I, I realize that sometimes production can be halted, you know, for chunks of time. It's, it's weird, too, to have a commitment to where you're or for me anyways. I'm kind of like, I want to get something done this week. I want to do one of these, you know, um, and I think that kind of helps. But, yeah, for about for a couple of years now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I was I was curious because. I was wondering how. Like, what, what's changed, do you feel? I, that may be too broad of a question, but sort of since the beginnings to now. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great question. And, I, you know, I think we might maybe even, like, chit-chat a little bit about this prior to this. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think a lot's changed. You know, I think at first, like, a lot of it was just trying to get a feel for how to do it and to get comfortable listening yeah. to all of your awful speech patterns, you know. <laughs> um. But I, I think, I don't know, I think over time I, I, I grew to realize that there's also like a literal, like the like studio break is also about me taking a break from kind of my art practice, you know, and, and kind of investigating these other art practices. Um, but I, I think, I don't know, especially after getting, you know, certain technical things down. Um, and again, at the beginning, I, I really kind of wanted to, to get that down. You know, I wanted to feel like I wasn't uh, making anybody... I don't know, feel awkward or anything like that. Um, but I think, 
the more time that I've done it, the, the more that I've just kind of wanted to make it better in terms of the way that I, I'm able to talk to people, um, you know, and, and especially kind of keep it conversation friendly. So, something that people maybe want to, I don't know, maybe listen to. Um, but I think especially just really kind of making it like a, a better, better quality experience, I guess. Yeah, I I find that some some of the the earlier interviews for myself I I cringe at you know that's awful. I mean, yeah, there's there's just something to consider. And when I first started, I thought, well, is this going to have a style? And I shouldn't have thought of that because I it 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 wasn't like it, now I feel like it's more me. Mm-hmm. My my presentation, you know, my the dialogue and um, but in the beginning it was just. It was, I had this horrible intro. <laughs> um, yeah, and every now and again I think, you know what, I'm going to go back and change all those intros. But that would be a monstrous task, I think. Yes, yeah, well, that's that. You know, and you're asking about changes. That's something that I'm I'm going to try to take on because I, um, you know, we were talking about the the length of these interviews. You know, and again, like not having this plan. Like I always, at the beginning, I always talked about it like the social network movie. You know, where like. Uh, oh yeah. Where the where the Zuckerberg character is like, I don't know how it's going to make money, but we just want to make it cool, you know. Like so, for me, I just I wanted to be able to get that down on it, and so I don't know. So now, like, I want to I want to touch up on all those things, but um, I don't know. I think it relates to me also in the way that I think about guests. Um, yeah. You know, I I, I think it, especially like when you kind of like at first I it was about like me going, you know, I want to share the story of you know this person that lives you know, in this, you know, place that's tucked away that, you know, doesn't really have a lot of experience or, or like maybe like like in terms of like being in Chicago or being in some big hub city. So I really kind of liked, you know, showing these artists that are just, you know, consistently making artwork, you know, which is just crazy. I mean, to be honest, it's kind of crazy to be an artist in, in today's time. You know, you really have to have a, a dedication, you know, set aside for it and it might not might not pay you anything. Um that's true. So I don't, I don't know if I, if I don't answer any of these questions, grill me a little bit more too. Um, oh, I would. Um, I, as far as the, you bring up the money issue, and I was telling my brother-in-law, explaining to him what I do, and you know, I, I, I was going into like you know features and what have you, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, I could see it in his face. He was just waiting to ask me. He was almost not listening after a while, and and you know, when I stopped talking about my podcast, he, it's like yeah, but. Do you do you make money? Right, right. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> Come on. Well, but, so, but you get paid in other ways, I think, too. You know. Um, and I could, um, just mention that you you had said something about how you, you know you, you yourself might want to go back and tweak some things on the blog to past mm-hmm. uh, interviews, but you know, I feel that. I, I know I look at I'm starting to look at it as as uh, sort of a, a project that's building, that's growing and getting better and better by by the interview. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like painting. I mean, you know, we 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 two years ago. Do you think we still want to look at our our paintings that are two years old? No, we hate them, right? <laughs> so I think it's I think they're related in that way. There's such a no I, such a real, a real art to the to this. No, I, I completely agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that, you know, the more, I don't know, like I, 
I think one of the questions, again, that you might maybe have brought up, too, is it just about artists. And I think that's something that's also changed for me. Like, I, it's really easy for me to just talk to things that I, I don't know, to, to look for artists that I like and just immediately, like, I, I feel like, you know, just like a painter. Like, I, I love painting. Um, and I certainly like talking to painters. But, you know, like, like as far as, like, having a competition, like, I think it's a really fun way to invite, like, somebody to be a, a guest juror. Um, and kind of pick some artists that, you know, I'm really stuck with trying to figure that out. But I, I think a lot of times even, you know, I feel like I have an idea about somebody's work. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, like listening to them, I realize I, I, I don't, but I, I really get it from from their perspective, you know, from their, their words, not, you know, something that's edited. And so I think that's especially something that is really interesting to me in terms of like the way that I've changed is because, I think that definitely impacts that aspect of it. I don't know, but but I think it's also one of the other things that that I, that um, people kind of come to embrace. I think in, in podcasts, it's just a you know long format conversation. It's not yeah. edited through someone else, really, in the sense that you're not really getting a, a real accurate representation of that person. Yeah. So yeah. I think in that sense, I mean, I really embrace that format. There's you know even. Even when I when I have to um, clean up some of the interviews, you know, when you hear an artist kind of thinking, you know, you can yeah. kind of hear that process, the way that they're 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 trying to explain their their perspective, and I think those pauses are really almost kind of important. Those hiccups because it, it really kind of shows you too, like that they're not like they're not looking at it like from this aspect where they're like a you know some all important figure or you know some mythical kind of person. They're they're just trying to explain it the best way that they know how, you know? Yeah. I like the, um, there, there's this surprise that can happen. I found that, you know, in preparation for this, this chat, I, I, I feel like there's things presented, whether it's an idea or a story or, and as a host and as an interviewee, we can, we can discover that together or uncover something that, you know, may not have been, articulated or, or, you know, so to speak, put into words. No, I, and I think it's great. No, completely, completely. So I guess I'll jump to one of these other questions. I find that, you know, a lot of these answers have probably come with responses from other questions, but I was curious how, how do you feel like your podcast enriches or influences your studio life and vice versa or, yeah, I guess that's it, really, how it, how it affects your practice as an artist yourself. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is that it teaches me to be a lot more patient, you know, and, yeah. and, and more calculated. I mean, I, I think that especially, you know, we live in a time where there's so much thrown at us, you know. We're, we're kind of, you know, like you can go on a bus and see everybody's on a, on a phone or you can go to the gym and see everybody watching TV. There's, like, always stimulation, um, always really interesting uh, kind of art to look at. And I think especially as someone that, you know, I've been to my, my fair share of shows and museums and stuff like that. It's really easy to become, I don't know, like like for me sometimes overloaded, and I can I can kind of, especially prior to this podcast, can you know be kind of dismissive. You know, you see a show with tons of work in it, and you pick out this one thing, you skip over all this other stuff. So I think especially for me, I've learned to be a lot more, like I said, patient because, you know, I've realized that a lot of times I'm really wrong. You know, you realize that there's this totally different angle that somebody's, you know, coming at something that, that you're like, damn, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't realize that. And it makes you realize that understanding more of their story and, 
you know, the way they're coming at it really, I don't know, like I said, it makes me more patient. It makes me want to understand why somebody's invested in doing something a certain way or, you know, why they might be interested in, in, in video or, you know, something that I don't necessarily do all the time. Um, yeah. And I think there's, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Actually, um, I wanted to read a quote, if you don't mind. Sure. Based on what you just said, made me think of that. And I know for my podcast, I'm always asking the artists for quotes. And so I love them myself. And so here's a quote that was shared by Laurie Ellison. And it's a, it's a Dorothy Allison quote. And two or three things I know for sure. And one of them is the way you can both hate and love something you're not sure you understand. Your your commentary led into that, so I figured I'd read it. No, I, th- I think that makes sense. You know, I think it's I think it's interesting to think about that relationship because they're I don't know I, I think sometimes especially they're they're linked and it's weird because there's also something wrapped up in that when I see art that I really kind of like and I don't yeah. understand it. You know, I, so interesting how and it's a challenge in some way to not be judgmental or not dismiss something like you were saying. And how, yeah, I mean, there's that something you don't understand. And I think that it's quicker to hate something than it is to love something. Oh, completely. So my next question is, or a two-parter, why do you do the podcast? Or is it for you or for the listeners? I I think it's both, you know. But I think I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to say it's mostly me. You know, like I like to think that it isn't, but. I, well, I don't know. It's just it's just hard because they're they're two separate things, you know. It's and it's weird because I think even doing a podcast, it's really still weird to feel isolated. You know, there's there's a, a chunk of people that you know will chime in and say hello. Um, yeah. And especially like you know, if you do a, a an interview and it, it kind of gets some traction and people check it out, you know, it, it's cool when you get uh, somebody you know asking to be your friend on Facebook and you start up a conversation. Well, kind of like how we did, you know. Um, right. so that's really, it's really cool to, to hear that. But, um, I don't know. I, th- I think I look, like I said, I look at it as a way to kind of break out of my pattern, you know, my, my pattern of just being stuck in my, in my workspace, you know, focused on my work, not really considering anything else. And it's, it's really easy to be isolated, especially if you kind of leave an environment, um, you know, again, that's really academic or, you know, even if you're, if you're just an artist that, you know, just likes making paintings and, and you just don't have anybody to, to talk to about them. Um, the dialogue's important. Um, you can look at paintings all day, but I think that the dialogue should be a part of, of every every studio life or every artist experience, you know? Yeah, completely. I think exactly what you were saying before. There's, that, there's like a collaboration of ideas, uh, an exchange of ideas where you kind of you kind of see something a little bit different, and I, I, I think that's—I mean—I think that's one of the biggest aspects of it that's so fun, you know, is that is that it, it really is something that you kind of have to set aside. And I think kind of one of the things that I wrote down anecdotally, and I'll tell people sometimes, is like there is times when I'm like, man, I have the—you know—like I know I have an interview this week, and then I—I yeah. I completely get wrapped up in doing a bunch of stuff, or like I'm building panels, or. You know, I've got to do something with teaching or something, and I'm like, oh man, I got I got this interview that I got to go do, and you know, I get set up, and I'm like, damn, this is it's going to take forever. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I just want to get this done, but almost every time that I do sit down, 
Like I wind up getting like, I don't know, like 20 minutes go by and you get wrapped up into it. And you're like, man, you know, this person's story is really interesting. And like an hour goes by like that, you know, and then you're like, oh, gosh, we got to wrap this up because we've been talking so long. So um, but I, I, th- I think I don't know. It's not to be said, like I said before, I, I do. I do like the idea of trying to be more inclusive. I, I think that, you know, I, I, I do the best that I can. But I think ultimately, too, like I really respond to being around people. Um, and especially people in environments where there's other other people doing stuff like this. And so for me, I don't know, I, I think that in the future there could potentially be other, other I don't know, other aspects to this. And kind of the way that we said, you know, it's like a, an extension of our work. I think, you know, there's ways for it to grow and, and change too. So, Yeah. Even with the editing process, I find that you know, that changes and grows and morphs. And, you know, I, we may throw a song in, we may not. Uh, it, it's It's about... For, for me, I feel like it's about creating an archive. You know, it's not so important to have. Um, like, I don't, I don't run a traditional podcast where I'm giving episode numbers, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was just sort of an unconscious uh, decision, but I hope that you know it, it's easy for people to find the older podcasts, and and you know, it it would even be great if the the visitor or the listener would may know some of the interviewees that 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 I have had on the show, you know, and the same for you, you know. Oh, completely. And I, th- I think that, that word, sorry, archive, archiving, yeah, totally. Because you've got, I mean, we live in a time where there's so many artists, you know, there's so many people doing cool shit, and it's like, there's, I don't know, there's something interesting about being able to learn that, and especially, you know, being in a being an environment where, like, I teach, you know, I'll, I'll come across a, sometimes, like, maybe, like, a, a student, um, you know, that'll come at contemporary art, especially and just be like, oh, that's crap, you know, and then it's yeah. like, you know, you know, for a fact, it's not, you know. Although there is there does seem to be a common thread uh, through what's going on already, what has happened throughout this, you know, these this half an hour that we spoke already that that the idea of taste and um, that's that's like a main thing that I find coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there one of the questions that I have is, do you ever choose artists that are difficult for you to like, or are they all to your taste? And yeah, I, I think it helps us grow as, as painters and as, you know, podcast hosts mm-hmm. and just a viewer and, and, and maybe even as a person to not to judge. Like you were saying earlier, every artist has a story to tell, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you also alluded to the fact that there's no shortage of artists that are out there. So, you know, we could very well be doing this for quite some time. So I was curious, like, since since the beginning and, you know, maybe as a timeline, are, are there any blogs or podcasts, et cetera, that, that has either influenced, inspired, or, or maybe even just some of your favorites? Years ago, um, I would listen to This American Life on the radio. Um, oh yeah, you know, like I, it was like it would come out on Fridays. I don't know, I don't know when it would even air because you know I didn't know at the time, but you know they aired it one day and then they re-aired it another day. But like I'd have a Friday night where I'd make pizza and listen to This American Life, and um, that's kind of how especially I got in, like wrapped up in these stories because you'd you know you'd go and like I, I heard this one where it was about people collecting um, like Hitler like historical items and artifacts oh yeah it's just the weirdest thing ever so you you kind of hear all these different subjects and so especially later on when i 
you know, like when I when I went through uh, graduate school um, and started doing these residencies on the road, I remember like I bought like 50 This American Life episodes and just threw them all on my iPod and was just like just driving around all 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 you know all over the place. Um, right. And then and then I would get into like uh, Radiolab, which was like another one that I was just like fascinated with because it would just take something that you know on the surface again is just very straightforward, like to 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 people or not straightforward, but you know, something that's very simple, but also very complicated. And so, I, I don't know, I started listening to podcasts like that. But in terms of like, especially the way that I'm interested in this now, it's it's really kind of odd in that sense. But um, comedian-based podcasts um, have become really, really fascinating to me. Yeah. And, and especially prior to this, like I, I, I want to, um, as, as a fan of uh, the mixed martial arts um that's also another weird influence like i listen to the sure dog radio network which is a, a mma podcast that were kind of started by people that worked in the radio industry that just reviewed mma um and so i think certainly some of those things influence even the way that i think about like how i want it to be more like a radio program at least in i don't know somewhat and i think again that's something that varies for for people um but like again, I think I think the Rogue, the Joe Rogan experience for me, especially, it was like one that I I really like how open ended it is. But especially listening to all of these comedians coming on to talk about their craft, um, yeah. to talk about you know all these little ins and outs about staying with it, about failing and trying again, about you know trying some new material in this way. Like I look at it like trying a new process in, in painting or sculpture or whatever video, um, some piece that you want to do you know, failing and, and kind of learning from it. And so it's weird to me because I, I look at it like to me, like those are those are my big things that I like listening to, you know, like when I'm when I'm commuting. Um, I, I don't know, I, I, which is weird because you'd think it'd be all all just art stuff. But um, you know, so yeah. certainly I'm a, I'm a fan of bad at sports and um, gosh, Gorski. Um, is it Gorski's granddaughter? Uh, Gorky. Gorky's. Gosh, I like I like that one. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. You know, um, there's something. There's something that would be nice. I, I mean, there's one thing that I'd be like, man, I wish I was a lot better at like. Well, again, if you lived in the city, you might be able to be like, hey, dude, you wanna, you wanna video this with me? This would be awesome for a podcast. And it just there's there's a weird balance too, because in the end of the day, I really like audio, and I like being able to have this control over it, and also be able to do it, and then get back to to what I want to do. You know. Yeah, I was curious. That was going to be one of my questions. Is the idea of the audio, because there's a lot of, well, with iTunes, as far as I know about these things, you know, I'm still learning. Um, but, you know, with, with iTunes, you, you don't get, you don't have visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, where else don't you have visuals? I, I just started a profile on Stitcher mm-hmm. for for my podcast, and you don't have visuals. And with with, I don't have a smartphone, so I don't really, you know, or an iPad, what have you these mobile devices. So it's hard for me to realize how people are using them and how they're listening, where they're listening from. Um, but to me, you know, it's important to have the image go along with the, with the interviews. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, unless, you know, I don't know if it's, I just don't know how people receive it. I mean, I have a main home obviously for my sure. the podcast. It's, it's in a blog form. But like I said, I have those other hosts and, and profiles and that. And I just wonder who, who you know, what kind of um, 
system they have for themselves with 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 getting the content is right is what I'm say. right. No, I, I guess to put it as a question, how important do you feel the visuals are to the audio? One of my jobs was like an hour and fifteen minutes one way, so it's great great way to great way to pass time is listening to people talk in the car. But you know, if you're on a train going to work. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to think so, but for for me, I I don't know. If it, I look at it like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna you know go visit the site and I see you know your blog, and I see you know an image, and it compels me, you know I, I like to think that people would you know take the time, follow the links, and and check out you know check out their work and, and go, hmm, you know maybe there, maybe this is something you know worth checking out and and listening to, and you know hopefully they do that. But I, I think in the end you can't. I don't know. Just like I can't really like basketball, you you can't make somebody that likes watching uh, uh, basketball maybe listen to a podcast. I guess. <laughs> it's it's uh, the idea of ads on the podcast, whether they're the visual on the you know the websites or the blogs, or if it's actually audio ads. I I I feel like I'm thinking with somebody else's brain when I consider that because I don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I feel like why should I make money if the artists aren't making money? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't pay the artist. I mean, so um, I just want to leave that out in a way, you know, and I feel like, you know, as far as I um, you had said something earlier that made me curious about, you know, I brought up the idea of visuals and my blog. I feel like it could be it could be viewed as something that's very loud because I have, you know, the main the main post. And then to the right, I have that sidebar with. You know, other ways you can connect and and follow and all and share and all that. Mm-hmm. And I wish I didn't even have to have those things, but I think the most important thing is to share and and make it convenient for people. Although on the flip side, I wish it could just be image and audio, you know, or images sure, and audio. Sure. That way, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't replace um, seeing it in person, but I'd like to present it in the digital world or as as the best way possible, you know? No, I, I think that makes sense. And I mean, I, I think especially ads and um, things that are like big detractors, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know, like you can, you can definitely, definitely go to some, um, some play, some websites or whatever. And there's just tons of stuff going on on the, on the, the screen or, or something like that. And I certainly don't want that. Um, but I think especially too, I mean, I, I like being able to kind of share those things and kind of push those things. But, you know, one of the other things to kind of get back to what we were talking about earlier too, is like, I, you know, as much as much as I, um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I want to, I want to connect with people, and as yeah. and as much as I like, don't want to be on my. Like, I don't have a smartphone. I I have an old school flip phone that I bought recently, even. Um, but I just don't, you know, like I don't like enjoying um, enjoying like those transition times. Like I feel, I feel like being on a computer. I can kind of be on that computer for that time and check out Twitter. Um, or something like that. But like for me, I, I like having those things on there just because, you know, there might be a way that people like to connect more than another way, you know. And for me, I, I really like Facebook, but it's a lot of people I know that hate Facebook. They're dropping off of it. So I think yeah. partially it's just about having having different ways to allow people to, to find out about it if they if they don't subscribe to what you do anyways. Yeah, there was something about community I wanted to talk about, um, just how – you know, like let's say for you, is there a, a common or 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 um, consistent way that you find artists for uh, Studio Break? 
Um, I mean, I mean, some it, it varies. So sometimes it's it's just you know um, at this point, especially after I've done a bunch of them, it might be something like where I'll have uh, like I just had an interview uh, Bill Conger for I think the fourth time. Um, oh yeah. And so that winds up becoming really short because we've kind of done a big intro episode, and then it right. might be just kind of almost feel like maintenance. But I mean, like again, when somebody does something interesting, I want to kind of I don't know, I love picking their brain about it, but. Um, you know, I think there's certainly that approach of, of people that I know, but I think especially with these competitions is super interesting. You know, I just had I, I decided spur of the moment at the end of December, like, okay, I'm tired of having just like a, a juror, like like at least in terms of the competition, um, you know, submit stuff or, or pick stuff when when the, when other people submit it. Um, and so I thought it'd be a nice way to do it, just to have, pick somebody for February, like, okay, just let people send stuff in, and so. I don't know, I, I, I weeded it down to, I think, like 20 entries that were just awesome, you know, like just really good stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you know, how do I how do I just pick one of these people? Um, um, a competition to be a guest on Studio Brand? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the things maybe that we could talk about, too, is that one, like artists don't always engage with you know, this digital realm. And so maybe sometimes it's it's limiting in that you know, you'd like more people to apply for it, um, especially when they're those open calls, and then, you know, maybe they miss it. And, again, that one I, I like to do for, for free, and I think something that I'm going to be doing, you know, kind of routinely in the future is kind of like at the end of the year having one of those open calls so that I get familiar with people that I have no idea what their work is like, you know. And that's that's the cool thing, you know. You meet you meet these random people um, you become really interested in, and, and I think a lot of interviews happen that way, and also – like kind of in the same way that you used to be able to pass along cassette tapes or you'd be like, here, yeah. check out this band. Um, I love finding out about artists that way. You know, what better filter than, you know, somebody that's different from you, but you kind of respect and they're like, here, check this person. See if you like that person, you know, and you go yeah. and visit and you're like, damn, I don't know how they do that. I want to go ask them. I'm a real big fan of uh, Raka, which is rural America contemporary art. Um, Brian Frank is, is like the, the headmaster and he's, he's been on a bunch of times, but, you know, the first time I interviewed him, I, I kind of got a glimpse of him, but then, you know, after kind of hindsight, you know, he's, he, here's a, here's a professor that's been working in a way for a long time and then just yeah. stops making abstract paintings to make really large paintings of dogs, you know, I don't, I don't know if you heard that, any of that stuff, but like he, so like you know he he started this group on Facebook that was like you know share pets you know share pet portraits, oh, yeah. and so he started making all of these portraits based off of that. And these people have such a different response to it, but he's also yeah. like jumping around these different bodies. And so that's one thing that's really taught me. And I think if I if I screwed this up earlier, talking about Bill Conger again, kind of one of my favorite people. Um, you know he t he talked about this idea that. You know, there's something really freeing when you realize you're not going to make any money at this. Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. You're free to kind of explore and, and play and, you know, see what happens when you do this um, and react to it, you know. And, and that's something that's, you know, kind of even tied into something else that we talked about. Maybe it's like the, you know, like mainstream art or like the art world versus like these other micro worlds. You know, I, I think that is really great because, you know, there might be tons of artists that never – you know, make a living off of it, but we can still kind of have these experiences where we can come together, look at a show, et cetera, you know? It's great. And, you know, this, I mean, I feel like um, these projects could create communities that, that 
that haven't been there before. I mean, maybe that's, you know, um, thinking too highly of it, but, you know, I, I find that a lot of the artists that I do, I feel like I make instant friends and then, then, then you make friends with their friends because they listen and then they know your voice and they, they, they know the work and they know your face somehow. Right, right. Just, it's, it's so great. I, I can't even put any kind of value on it. Like, traditional traditionally if, if you know what i mean have you, have you had the opportunity to like kind of meet someone that you haven't you know met like physically before like in, you've been maybe chatting with them online through you know because they they've listened to the podcast yeah yeah i mean uh you know i find that uh i've actually had an artist come to my home uh susan carr she's on the cape mm-hmm. was cool and that was so fun and that was very casual and i had two mics out and you know it, you know, we read poetry, and you know, it's just—it was so cool. It's so different. Um, but yeah, it's it. I, I, for me, I find that you know, I, I could know an artist's work, or just just be Facebook friends with them for like say a year, and all of a sudden we have an interview, and it's like, wow, this is so so different, so new, and yet you're an old friend, you know. So mm-hmm. it just makes it makes for a different interview. You know, and and one thing I want to bring up about you, which is which is pretty cool, is like we we've only recently become Facebook friends, and yet I realized it dawned on me. I said, you know what? I know his work. Back for one of my blogs called uh, the Artist Family Tree, mm-hmm. I I try to put together like a directory of artists that work in different veins, like whether it's still life. Uh, one of them is in- interiors and exteriors. The other one was, you know, like say another was landscape, you know, and on and on and on. And I somehow found your work for myself back in 2009. And and I put you under the interiors and exteriors like category on my blog, you know. And so just having that. And then here we are, you know, 2014 and we're Facebook friends. And now we're we're having to chat about podcasts, et cetera. You know? No, I, th- I, I totally agree. I think that's amazing. And I think also it kind of brings up too something that you're talking about with guests is sometimes – I don't know. Sometimes you meet someone and you know that you're going to interview them, but you don't know when. Yeah. Or, or you might know somebody that you're really that you do want to interview, but I don't know. It just hasn't. It just hasn't hasn't been the right time, almost. Or no, I think it's uh, it's all a process, and it's you know some of them are it, it comes to you organically. Some of them you seek out. You send a cold email here and there, and um, sometimes you get contacted. I don't know if I said that already, but yeah. So it's just. I don't know. It's so hard to – you got to, you know, take a break and talk about it in slow detail, you know, because to try to sum up this experience is just impossible. But but I think the cool thing, though, is that, like, you're talking about – we're talking about community building and kind of, like, branching out from there, too. I mean, you know, our – my the, – the competition that we had last year, um, the BFA winner just had his, his show, um, and uh, Steve Adair is from – uh, Arkansas, and so I finally met him, like in person, and it's, oh, cool. and it's really cool to see to see all his work. It was his first be his first first show, first solo show, and he just crushed it. And he's yeah. really energetic about listening to like again. He's really it, it's it's cool because when you hear people talk about it like as its way, allow them to kind of like open up the way they think. And again, that's yeah. not me. It's just the way these stories, you know, the way that people are coming at this work. You know, they. You know, person A says, this is really important to me. And then the next week, someone else comes on and says, it's not important to me at all. And it's it's interesting because it just makes you reconsider. And I think it's cool to see, like, when people start doing that. And Steve just got um, 
got his work into uh, uh, a show in Houston. So, you know, it's it's kind of cool from like seeing the way that these things kind of branch out. The Raqqa website, uh, or at least the Facebook page for Rural America Contemporary Art, there's something like, I think, 2,000 members. So you get, oh, you get all of these random posts of artwork from people, you know. Yeah. And so I think that's also something that's really cool to me, too, because I like – I mean, again, I, I'm interested in, in people that are making, you know, artwork everywhere aside from just, you know, the the big cities that maybe people tend to cover a lot or, you know, if there's a new Banksy residency where he's – you know, in garbage dumps, living, you know, and making sculptures for any period of time. Who who would you really enjoy interviewing that you haven't already? So and this is the impossible question, right? Because both of us have like 15 to 35 answers or something. Um, yeah, I'm sure. But, but but when, I, I, when I got it, the, the first person that I wrote down was Louis C.K., Oddly enough, you know, you'd, fi- you'd, oh, wow. you'd figure it could be an artist or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I absolutely love Louis C.K. Um, and I think, I don't know, even kind of getting back to maybe something tangential, but one of the things that I really like about listening to some non-art podcasts at times, too, is that, I, I don't know, I think it, it, it makes it more of like an inclusive way of thinking about the world. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to like, like I, one thing that's so interesting to me about comedians and something that, you know, makes me want to interview a lot of them. And, you know, I've, I've become a real big fan of comedy since I started, oddly enough, doing this podcast. And uh, I've been to maybe like 10, 10 shows in the last, you know, couple of years. But um, I'd love to interview Louis C.K. just because, I, I, I mean, that idea of taking, um, you know, controversial subjects and yeah. kind of putting them or casting them in a different light. Um, and be kind of getting people to kind of reconsider that. I mean, that's that's a real art form because I think oftentimes they're very sensitive, you know, but at the same time, if they kind of reveal a truth, it's really interesting. And, you know, that guy, I mean, you know, putting out putting out albums and then also putting out, you know, Louis, Louis show. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd just be really curious how he manages to keep that all together. But in in terms of art, I recently, you know, posted something about how, like, I wish I knew when um, Wayne Tebow knew when to stop painting little color shapes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, as a as a painter, I love you know color and and you know certainly that's that formal quality is something that's I'm really interested in my work. But um, you know, I'd love a, a chance to interview Wayne Tebow and and ask him about you know what what makes him tick as a painter and, and especially for someone that's so active. You know, like I, I think it's amazing when you see somebody that's been painting, you know maybe twice as long as you've been alive, you know? <laughs> so at the same time, I don't know if I can wait months to find out who, who would, who would be yours? Oh, well, mine, I, this is a, this was a kind of a tough one, but I, I, the first person that came to mind was Richard Serra. Okay. You know, um, and, and then, um, this is tough because there, there are so many, but I, I would I would like to interview Kirk Stoller, and um, also um, part of the list, my, the elusive Valerie Brennan. <laughs> the elusive. It's so, it, it's funny that you say that. You know, there's there's some there's some interviews that remain elusive for a long time. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. And oh, see, it just makes me think of another one. I'd I'd, I'd love to talk to James Terrell. 
Oh, cool. You know, I think that would be pretty amazing, too. You know, like, I, it's weird, like, there's certain artists that especially, like, involve, um, like, in his case, you know, the idea of time and, and place is so important. Um, you know, I, I've always wanted to go to Roden Crater, so maybe maybe he'll listen to this and invite me and hang <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he will listen. <laughs> Let's hope so. I mean, that would be that would be awesome, right? Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. It's been it's been a ton of fun, and you know, it's interesting again just the way that we've talked so much about process. I'm sure that this is going to lead to more questions for both of us. You know. I know. I feel like uh, for every um, anything that we've uncovered, just just kept going. You know, I mean, there's a potential for for us to keep digging about you know the podcasting experience as a host. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, thank you as well for sharing some of your your story with with your podcast. All right, man. Well, have a great All day. Right. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening, and keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this, forget it. Hotcast Home is A-H-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again.